Hello and welcome to the morning meeting, Building John Boy Media. My name is Jimmy. His name is Maddie. It's Wednesday, January something, and here's a tune for you. You can gaze out the window, get a mad and get a matter, throw your hands in the air, say what does it matter? All right. We got a lot of stuff to chat about, maybe, going to be honest. I read a lot of YouTube comments this morning, and I don't know which one you chose to answer. So thanks to everyone that asked questions on the YouTube. We appreciate that. We posted the first Friday feelings. We posted an impromptu episode about some of the stuff that went down in the sports media world. Mm -hmm. So if you're enjoying that, please subscribe to the cha- subscribe to the channel. Yeah. That's been uh, uh, very nice for those that have done that. We appreciate you. This yeah. is the main episode of each week. You asked last week for people to subscribe to reach 16,000. We got 300 subs rather than 100, so that was nice. Yes, that was nice. Thank you very much, everybody. How are you doing? Good. You like my new hoodie? Yeah, I like it. Thanks. Stylish, purple. What's it say up there? S-D-M-N, San Diego Minute Nights. Sidemen. Damn. Damn. I almost had it. Almost. What is on my laptop, though? I don't know what this gunk? is. Gunk? Yes. Maybe it's a gunk on your laptop? Looks like some gunk. Mm. All right. Anything else? Of how I'm doing? I helped an Italian family find Madison Square Garden on my commute from uh, the train to the office. That is Madison. You say this is it. Sometimes it's confusing because it's also the train station. No, no, I don't. I took the path. It's oh, a few blocks over. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the guy said uh, he looked very confused. I made eye contact, and he said... Madison Square Garden? And I was like, ah, two yeah. blocks that way. It's nice of you. Do you like helping people when you can? Yeah. It's, it is a risky game to make eye contact and then somebody asks you a question. That was extremely great interaction, but it, it can be risky. Sometimes I don't know. Yeah. Right on the train, I'm always asking, oh, what's up with this? Oh like yeah, I'm that person because I because I, I do my I the first year of living or commuting to this office I had such bad train habits I had to sprint to the train all the time like dead sprint from our office to the train station which is very tiring and I would be in like winter boots I missed my stop a bunch and then that sucked uh, so yeah I don't want I, I'm just very cautious about that I haven't taken the train in a while though I drive every day now no it's fair. I, uh, we went to the devil's game the other night, some of us, and, uh, we helped this guy find the Newark station. So it, it does feel good to help. I've tried chatting with people on our Google sheet, public stats a lot. Yeah. I don't think that anybody without a John boy media email can see the chat. Is that a setting I can change? I don't know. I don't know. Because I just see people like looking at the stat sheet and I'm just in there trying to chat, you know? Yeah. It's like, sup. So that's been bothering me. Um, I mean, hopefully that gets better. <laughs> uh, you're playing Zoe tonight in JM Gaming. What do you mean? You and Zoe, your video comes out tonight. Oh. Elimination game. Oh, backs against the wall. Yeah. A little behind the scenes. 
Panic played in my proxy because they thought I mm. wasn't going to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think Panic, uh, he, he lost. He lost, so I was out. And I said, "What? Yeah, I'll play." So then, I think that episode got cut. As the editor, I can confirm it got cut. Well, in the future, if we get the JM website going and we have the um, the kind of um, extra content. It's going to come with a lot of other perks, like, you know, early access to tickets, merch giveaways, discounts, all that. But then one thing that I will do is like anything that gets cut, that's content, we'll just, yes. we'll just put up there for the, for, you know, our core community that really enjoys what we're doing and would be interested in checking that out. Cause we do have a lot of stuff that gets cut these days. Yeah. Uh, speaking of jam gaming so far, so good tournament wise, huh? Have you seen those metrics at all? I have like poked and hunted a little bit. But it'd be cool to see. I still want to make those dashboards that we were talking about in the leaders meeting. I don't know if we have one of those made or are any of those made. Maybe I'll chime in. I'll ask Tony. There are some dashboards. Okay. I'd love to see those because that's what kind of what I need is like one place to go see kind of everything that's going on. I get diverse stuff, but. This? Yeah. So that's, is that your and Sam's? Yeah. Okay. So that has the. Jam Gaming's on there. It's alphabetical, I believe. So how do I get access to this? I send you the link. Anybody anybody that has this URL, I think, can go and look at it. All right, yeah, I'd love that. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, Joe's hosted the first uh, Jam Gaming tournament of the year, or in a while. And I feel bad for Joe's because it is a hassle to try and get everyone in there to play and on time. Like, I, I, they need better scheduling. Like mm -hmm. I keep trying to say, put it on my calendar. Yeah. Uh, and instead, they just try to find me and say, like, are you free? Are you free? And that's not the really the most convenient way. Like, But if you work with John or EA and get it on my calendar, I, I'm there. Yep. Uh, but, and, you know, people want us to be, like, the best at playing the game. Mm. And a lot of us don't know how to play because I didn't play video games growing up. So uh, I saw Joe responding, like, I'm trying to get people practice, but, like, it's yeah. hard. But, no, I think it's going pretty good. People are in the live chat. I mean, it's averaging over 10K. Uh, views an app right now, which is a start yep. uh, for that channel. And hopefully we can like keep momentum going with it. Yep. So that is good. I'm excited about that. Um, a little bit inflated of a number just because of what was getting posted, but the three-day views versus for this tournament compared to the three-day views across Jam Gaming in 2023, up 223%. That's awesome. So do with that what you will. Okay. Um, all right. Hopping back over. Do you want to run through the agenda? Yeah. Yeah. Run, that's uh, normally. Normally what I do. Right. It's been a rough start, I think. That situation over there was a very bad omen. Oh. Even though we're not going to cut this from the episode, do you want to walk out of the room and walk back in so we bring in better energy? Yeah, it's bad yeah, energy. Okay. We're going to walk out of the room and walk back in so we have some better energy. All right, what's up? Welcome to the morning meeting. It's January 24th, Wednesday, 8.57 in the a.m. We've got a lot of topics we may discuss, we may not discuss. We got yeah. Shea Station returns. We got uh, the ball in play. Captain's League has uh, 
has gone out at starting uh, painting the warehouse wall question mark jm gaming passes 9k subs the tournament's going well i don't know if you've uh, been following that the three-day average is actually like up way over the 2023 right. reviews mr beast and Iraq tv deals is that how you pronounce that yeah i think barstool did a deal with rumble as well that's kind of uh yeah interesting. i should have put that uh and the hall of fame vote happened and if you're a baseball fan, and Maddie, don't use the Hall of Fame as clickbait here at all because it's not. No, no clickbait. I'm not clickbait, but like, I'm not going to talk about it. No, that's fine. And and like thorough discussion because as give thirty seconds, you went. I just don't even know it. I just don't. They've watered it down, in my opinion, so much that I just truly don't care about it. I'm a small okay. hall. I'm a small hall guy. Me too. And. Uh, I didn't know what was happening yet last night until the talking baseball group chat started. And they're like, should we talk about Hall of Fame? And I'm like, oh, who got in? And then I'm, Mauer, I'm like, oh, okay, Posada should get in. Like, if that's the case, yeah. I don't think either should. But like, so I'm out. Don't clip that. Don't clip. Um, don't, yeah, don't. Because baseball fans like, yeah, very, they care. very care about it. And I just think that they don't though, because it's like Manny Ramirez is in the Hall of Fame. It's one of the best right-handed hitters ever. Yeah, he, he's not in. Hall of people we like and were nice to us. Hall of... And still are nice. Hall of hall of very, very good baseball players and also good people. Yeah. How about Hall of the best players to play the sport? All right. Glad we checked that one off. Yeah. And we also have some questions from the you guys. So if you have any questions that you want us to answer next week, leave those down below. Also, maybe next week... There will be a special question because a potential advertiser wants to come in and do question of the week type deal. So make sure your mm, question's good. Yeah, because maybe we did the best ad read ever last episode and our audience responded in kind to the show getting uh, an ad read. True. Maybe. Uh, let's talk Shea Station. Shea's back. 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 Back in the New York, York groove. groove. Yeah, Jolly's been wanting to start it back up for a while. He's got uh, the JM baseball stuff and everything else he's part of, like in a really good spot. Uh, and he's having um, Jerry host and a rotating crew of hosts. And it's good. I mean, having a long-form uh, outlet is good. You get to kind of talk and really open your mind and like uh, share your thoughts with people and build a community. It's a much longer investment and not something that like we can put a ton of... Um, backing uh price point as a company into like long term we we will everything that like comes with being an employee here like all the resources feel free to use start long term long form shows we have some more people starting them that are going to come out as well but uh that's kind of the situation i'm excited for him i mean i hope the mets are good and mets fans tune in but mets fans are very odd they're very passionate but then also like they don't eat everything up like, remember when they were really good and, and still weren't, like, selling out ever? Yeah. This is odd. Yeah, they're weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm excited for Jolly because I know he's very excited to get it back. I agree. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for Jerry to to be in the mix. It's good. And that song is so fun. I'm glad that we found that over socials, and those guys are fun. song yeah the that guy loved that we posted it right oh yeah 
Am I talking about the same thing you're talking about? Yeah, the guy made the song. Yeah. For Shea Station. Yeah. The uh, Mikey made the old song, Rotano. I didn't know if they had an old song. Yeah. Okay. Well, this this the guy on social media. Yeah. He made their intro song. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, you want to know what we did? Uh, speaking of user based content or whatever, what's that called? Yeah, user. I don't know what you're saying. When like uh, our like community like makes content off of our content. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. User generated yeah. content. User generated. User generated content is the term they usually say. So I have the. I know this is on your list too. I have the warehouse game stat sheet for ball and play public now. Yep. Um, if you want to go check it out, you can type tinyurl.com slash all caps B I P S T A T S. Yeah. No, not caps brought Courtney to another company's like no weird way website. That, that matters. It did. Well, maybe she typed in something else wrong. She, she typed something. Anyway, so what I did is I had the the game log, the like the raw pitch-by-pitch pitch info. I had that hidden from the public, and they just had the leaderboard and hitting and pitching. And then John was like, well, or John was like, yeah, because people could get that. And I was like, well, we've had people make their own stats and algorithms before for us. This would be easier so i'm not asking anyone to do anything for us but we've had people that are like are awesome at google sheets and like stats so i'm like oh let's just make the raw data available they can make a copy of the sheet and yeah have fun with it if they so please they want to so yeah that's and it's not as intuitive as i want the public stats to be like you can't really toggle as much or like go leaderboard or go by team or do splits which we can on the back end but you have to give editing so we still need to you have to give editing access but we can't really do that so we have to find a better format but in the meantime this is yeah good. just after every game i have to copy and paste the game log data into this sheet and then it, all the algorithms go besides yep. one algorithm which we can't figure out It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're trying. It's hard. Trying. I think we'd have to change the game log data to figure it out, but whatever. And you're also doing the score bug since a lot of comments after the first Captain's League game were asking for it. That will be coming in the playoffs for ball and play Captain's League. Bigger score bug. The playoffs, yeah. Yeah, that was a big, you know, we always get feedback because uh, we are very like... Uh, I guess everywhere gets feedback. Like MLB changes the rule and everyone gives feedback. So it's not unique to us or anything. I was always just say, cause we were very communicative with our audience that they feel like they have a say in everything. And sometimes they do and they make changes, but that was the first time like the new league started and the score bug changed. And everyone said, it was a lot of the top comments. Like I want the old score bug back. And I was like, well, that's okay. What can we do? So, the playoff games are the first playoff game was edited and I spent all of yesterday, not all of yesterday, most of yesterday in my free time and this morning 
figuring out a way to uh, add the old score bug to it, which has a lot more info. It is a very tedious task. It's got it. It adds one person and however many games they are. It takes like a day to do it. So if there's eleven, there's ten games in this league. So that's one person with ten of ten days of work. And this was a really quick turnaround for this specific league mm-hmm. uh, to do the score bugging. Yeah, we shot it like the last working week of December was the final day of shooting. Yeah. And then it's coming out, you know, because three it's weeks later. Because it's so the cricket in scorebook has so much info and we don't have the uh, algorithm yet to like cuz to pull from a Google sheet. Mm-hmm. But that's just a cost and a and a employee number thing. But I don't even know if we'll ever get to the point where you have enough people to run a score bug that they have on these productions of like professional sports because they have like five guys all updating the graphics and the score bugs, maybe even more than that. And I don't know if I don't think we'll ever get there. I don't want it to get that big. But so, yeah, we did change that. But other than that, the reaction is good. It is funny because uh, the this is a captain's league, so it's not a franchise tournament. So if you have no idea what that means, you tune in, you don't listen to the warehouse that we have franchise tournaments where we fly a lot of people in to be part of them. Chris Rose is on the broadcast. Kelsey Wingard comes in. Trev flies in. Nikki's here. K-Mac flies in. And we fly everyone in. And we put them up in a hotel. And we cater the food for the four days. And they're huge productions that cost a lot of money because of all of that cost. And they're bi- so they're bigger in scale. And uh, this league is like a secondary league that's all local people, easier to do, quicker. We film on weekdays. We film over the course of two weeks, not like all in four days because you only have so much time to fly people out. So the numbers are great so far for the first two episodes. The amount of people coming is the same people we left with of the last franchise for a non-Blitzball tournament. The response, there's way more comments like, where's Rose? Why is this less? Like, why no, oh, why no scorebook? I miss the music, uh, all this. And part of me is like, they're different. They're different. Come on, come on. And then the other side of my brain is like, no, this is great. People are watching uh, a tournament that doesn't have our brands, doesn't have Rose, doesn't have all of that jazz for the first time. That's their natural reaction. Hey, where's this shit? I like that stuff. It's like, oh, this is a different yeah. flavor. So it's actually kind of reminding myself that's a good thing. That means people are coming 100% that uh, haven't come to a uh, tournament that doesn't have that before. Yep. So, and yeah, the first episode did really well. But we are interested in tracking how they do because the release schedule is different going every day, going on top of each other, not giving them a, a second day of breathing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious there. New thumbnail design. I liked where I landed there, so that was fun. Uh, there was two questions regarding the warehouse. Number six on that sheet. Uh, Bellinger's asked, how far in advance are the warehouse games planned? And then Matt asked, uh, zoom in. Love bringing in Norp. Hope Drew Davis is back too. Yes. Do you people in the content game do you find people in the content game and ask them to join different games or do they reach out? How are those relationships made? A lot of questions there. How far in, in advance do we plan it? Well, we have all in, in August of 2023, that was around August or September. 
when we did the map session and all that? Yes, it was September. But that was the end. Like, we knew what we were doing, and then we just had to put it on the calendar. Yep. So I, I think last summer I planned out, me, Sam, the crew, planned out um, the whole year for 2024. Yep. So that's six months to 12 months of planning ahead of time. Yeah, even more. And then we do meetings, weekly meetings leading up to tournaments to do specific planning. Oh, for yeah. What, a month and a half beforehand. Six, I think six weeks out. Yeah, six, six weeks before we film, we'll have a weekly chat. Or it, it's kind of like six weeks, then we might take a week off. And then it goes to like every week for the last three weeks. And, you know, the design team will be there. Um, Sales sales bill is head of like events and facilities and mike is there for pre-production and you know we had one yesterday because we're filming ball and play in the next ball and play in march so yeah and then they get it's kind of like a six-week pre-production hard and then four days of filming it so production and then six weeks post-production of editing for one franchise tournament yeah, you okay? Do you just get faint? Sneeze. You're gonna sneeze, Maddie's Okay, stare at the light. No, not coming. Like you like got like you were gonna have like I was blown away. Fainting spell. so much work, or or you were like in disbelief what I was saying. So yeah, that's the structure of it. So right now we are in pre-production meetings for ball and play franchise. We are in uh, post-production for Blitzball Battle for and Ball and Play Captain's League. And we are in production yeah, for yeah. Slapball. We yeah, are in the middle yeah. of filming Slapball. So, holy shit, man. That's crazy. There's four different things that we're, like, Sam and is and me are, like, tackling where we, you know, both of us are part of every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is crazy. Shit, I wonder if she realizes that. Probably. I wonder what the the fewest will ever be. This is the most because I think it's doubling up Captain's League, which won't normally happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. And then what was the second part of that? The second question was basically how do how are we making the relationships with the guests that we bring in? So Sam is the main person that does all the outreach. She scours the internet. Um, like she did a great job with our last floor ball of just like finding people that are, you know, um, creators in that space and then asking them if they want to come. It's really hard to get guests to come um, that we think that we want to come, if that makes sense. Because they got to be out, they got to play and uh, take four days off whatever they're doing. And they got to like kind of want to be part of it. Yep. Because uh, the numbers show that we don't really have any guests that are like been that have crazy helped interviews. Steve Dangle helped for sure a lot. Como helped a little. Yeah, Como and we and we got ice they have a big audience. That was that's different. They're internal. But, but Blitzball is always going to do well. Blitzball will always do well. Como definitely had a little but bit of a My main point bump, is so like we can't play like we're not we're not paying like crazy um appearance fees yeah we try to do our best within our budget to take care of you but mostly it's people that like no i want to come like i want like i want to yeah. be there yep. so um so 
we usually ask? Sam usually asks, I guess. Is that the question? Yeah, reaching out. Sam, you know, vets people based on their profiles as creators and then just kind of cold call DM of like, hey, would you be interested in this? Yeah. Um, we have three cricket creators from um, England flying out to be part of ball and play and eight MLC players from South Africa, Pakistan, India. Uh, Aaron Jones, Barbados. Barbados, yeah. Uh, and then there was another, there was a, the way they asked that, that I had a thought. Matt said, uh, do, I hope Drew Davis is coming back. Do people, do you find people in the content game and ask them to join different games or do different they reach games. out? Oh, I, I, different games. Like Norp was the one where I was like, hey, I want you to do this, but you're going to need to play floor hockey, floor ball, and ball and play as well as what's ball. All right. Like, are you into that? And he just said, yeah, everyone else kind of like, would just say, Hey, this is the plan. Are you in? And most that if they're already in and then they're in. Yeah. The, the last warehouse topic, and then we'll tie a bow on that. Uh, we had a discussion about painting the warehouse wall a little, the, not the black wall, the other one, they haven't seen the footage from the gray wall. Yeah. This is battery. very ahead for them because yes. the viewer is watching, Ball and play right now, and then they're gonna watch Blitzball Battle Four, which was filmed in November. But by the time Slapball comes out, if you remember, there's one wall that looks great; it's all black. We built a fake wall to cover up the garage door, which is really cool. And then the other wall is gray and kind of looks empty. Mike came up with a good idea to paint like the bottom eight feet a solid color just to differentiate. And we said, let's match the blue from the tin. But then you had a great thought. GTMM. Yeah, good thought, Maddie. Mass. Yeah. That then that might fuck up blue jerseys. So I wonder if we could do like a bright white or that get ugly or just a really light gray, lighter than what it is. Bright white might look ugly. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But the whole thing, the aesthetic that we have is the place is drab as shit by itself can we do black on the bottom eight feet maybe we can we can see it, that we just wor worry about lighting yeah i would hope that the remaining 30 feet reflect yeah yeah all right we'll see though all right um let's rip through a few more questions and then we could potentially talk about some tv deals um from other creators and that should be all of our topics. So let's do some questions. The Pinstripe Bugle. Do you guys ever face issues on TikTok with your clips of breakdowns getting marked as violent using violating their community guidelines? Yeah, I think the, the horse race one in Italy did, right? Yeah, and I mean, this is even extending from TikTok. Like the J-Ram, Tim Anderson fight got flagged. Um so yes. Yeah. But but I think the horse clip I did got the account suspended for on like TikTok. on TikTok for like two hours. And then they and then we were reaching out and then they unsuspended it on their own. It's very hard because we don't do like just a fight in the street video. But and we had this with YouTube where we asked the guy at one point like because the hockey fights would get demonetized or for violence. And we're like, that's sanctioned. 
Yeah, it's also on at eight p.m. on TV. Basically, like it's like a it's a sanctioned fight. They are allowing this. Yeah, they are promoting it. So, what? I understand if like a guy just walks up to another guy at a Seven Eleven, like, hey, let's not promote that. But this is, I don't know, part of what we're doing. So, and then he was like, "That's a good point." So sometimes we manually have like said what, and then they, but other times they don't change anything. Do you know that horse race video went on to get like a fuck ton of views on uh, Instagram? I forget the horse runs into the wall. Yeah, the horse runs into the wall. Two racers fall off their horse. It's nuts. But it got claimed on, and I I was for sure thought like this is gonna go. This is gonna get a million views on TikTok and Instagram like alone by itself. Mm-hmm. And then it got claimed on TikTok, and I I thought I'd fucking ruined our account, so I stopped checking in on it. And I was like, gosh, whatever. And then. I checked in a couple weeks ago and I was just looking at like, you know, how videos have been performing and what they've been doing. And on Instagram, it had like 2 million views or something like that. Dang. Yeah. Like I knew it was good. I knew it was good. That was a real hard one to record because I referred to all the horses as like blue, black, red, white, and blue. Mm. That would be America. I just gave them their colors, but I had to say it real fast. Yeah. Um, while you're scrolling and looking, this is related. Ooh. Fun Sport Friday-esque. Nikki V asked, how do you collect the clips for things you missed? Is it user submissions? Do you stumble upon them? And then, Ore Mursa said, I think there's a team that researches. Yeah. Let's see if I can bring him in. And in the meantime... Now that we're just by ourselves here, um, the Knicks really need to get two of the f- next three players, Mikhail Bridges, Kyle Lowry, Sadiq Bey. Yes, all three of those players played on Villanova, but if the Knicks get two of those three, okay. I think... Hey, Dalt, we had a, qu- a user-submitted question. Someone's right at... Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, talking. Someone asked... Um, how we find our clips for things you missed. And at the very start of it, I showed you guys like where I would find them. Yeah. But I haven't been part of the process in a while and I'm pretty blown away. You guys find like really good stuff every week. So I'll talk about it from my end. When I find it, one of the biggest things I do is look at Reddit actually. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's all sports. And there's usually two different Reddit types I look at. One is American sports and one is world sports. I go to newest and it gives like great headlines. If it's anything big four related, out. No things you miss for big four United States. Plus now MLS has gone into that popularity. So I guess it's now a big five. And for the most part, any division one collegiate sport out, out, yeah, out. No big name um, team like a Texas, Alabama, Michigan. For the most part, that's out. Mm, I was kidding. Matt. Of course, you're Nova Wildcats. Um, but we've had some really cool sports. Um, another resource that I know I use is... Basically, it's a sport calendar. I don't know the exact website, but it gives um, events that are taking place within, you can break it down by continent, country. Are you talking about the the couch one? I have this app called Sofa Score. Yeah. It's not a couch. Right <laughs> right now, um, oh, they changed the way this works. Oh, they changed the way, I don't like the way this is. 
Now you have to search by country. I don't want that. I want by sport. Oh, so you're able to, to go by sport and then it goes, it breaks up what's in each country or what events take yeah, place. Yeah, it tells oh, you like cool. what's live right now. And then, oh, okay, I got it, I got it. Look, there are 54 soccer matches live right now across the world. We have to name them all. There's one basketball game that's live right now. Is it, is it Australia or New Zealand? You would think, but it's actually getting late there. Um, I don't know what it is. Can't find it. Isn't that cool, though? And then there's yeah, like 28 the tennis matches, Australian Open. No. One volleyball match, two cricket matches live right now, three badminton matches, 11 table tennis matches. So there's kind of a tough time right now for yeah. sports. India's just starting, and I think New Zealand and Australia and them are out. Czech Republic, Poland are there hot. They're, what time is it there in May? Come on, geography, Maddie. It's about... Uh, 5 p.m. Well, there's five there's five table tennis matches going on in the check right now. And then sometimes this this app will tell you where it's being streamed. So there's two baseball. No, there's no. Uh, I don't know how Rob is because we have multiple people looking for it, Jim, but I think it's pretty cool. Like it's usually a forum at the end where we have like eight options and we try to break it down to whether it's something that we think you would do, like you find interesting and then, or slash the viewers would find interesting because it's something that's like, oh, that's like a, cra a, a crazy game. But sometimes you prefer like a play breakdown a play, within a yeah. game. And we're like, all right, there's nothing within the game that we really love. Yeah. I think the, the, the best way we go about it is I might find like headlines within the stories. Like, you know, for example, today, the Big Bash League finished up their championship game. Spoiler alert, I don't know if anyone's watching or plans on watching it, so You're be weary. <sighs> My bad news for Dalt. Yeah, bad news for me. Sydney Sixers lost. Got not crushed. only did they lose, got they got crushed. crushed. Did you see the Nacer uh, catch at the end? I didn't see any of it. All I saw was the final score. I tried to find the video on my train in, couldn't watch it. Wait, you didn't see his catch? Now, they I were, saw it didn't zilch, change, Jim. It didn't change the game because they were going to win anyway. <laughs> Sorry, he's a rabbit hole, my fault. But remember I told you he's like the best defender I've ever seen? Yes. Nieser, Nesser, or Nieser? I don't Is know. This for the heat. See, yeah, it could be Nesser, Nieser, but it's also the Australian accent. Would Nessa? Like, if we said they would, Nessa, like I don't There'd know. There'd be no R pronunciation, right? Um, yeah, and it would get nasally. Let me try and find this. Um, but like for that game, for example, while you're finding, I'll say like that. That's a championship game, but if there's no play, we wouldn't yeah. really use it. And this play, I might grab and steal it from you guys, and just use it as like a short. And that's the other thing that happens too. Yeah, sometimes I get, I'm like, no, nah, I'm doing that already. Oh, Sean Abbott's up. This, he's a bowler's up, so that's not great. Well, yeah, they're at eight outs already. Yeah. So like it was, it was over, but watch this play. It's another boundary teammate play. He's just so good at it. Oh my gosh. And he lost his feet for it too. Yeah. It's crazy. He's like, one of the best defenders in sports I've seen. Like I, you in the warehouse last night. Hey now. Woo. Call me Dalton Andrew Jones Feely. I'll Look take that. that. Yeah, he's not even jumping. It's like he contorted his body. That's ridiculous. The left hand avoiding the rope is insane. I mean, even if he touched the rope, I just give him an A plus for effort. Holy shizen. Yeah. Wow. So Yeah, that's basically that's... how we find the stuff for things you miss. And then you do an awesome job breaking it down when we get you, when we find things. Yeah, so Rob will cut all the footage and hand it to me kind of like um like a slab of like somewhat chiseled marble. And then I yeah. kind of like shape it into like how I want to say it. 
and then you will give a, you and Victoria now will yeah. have a Google Doc that just like player names. Hey, here's the situation, so I don't sound like a complete dummy. Maybe some background info if it's something of noteworthy. Yeah, there's or, always a couple lines that I get to insert. That's like, oh, here's some context, or here's some, like you like in the last one. The Namibia beat Tunisia. Oh, the soccer play? Yeah. And it was like they're 87. They're 80, They're ranked 87 uh, places behind, behind them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit. That's a huge like, upset. I have to share that info. Yeah. Yeah. And you do Weekly Dumb as well. Mm. And that's similar. That can be more mainstream. Yeah. So like Big Four, like something I saw on Twitter today, just not even, I didn't put it on like the Weekly Dumb prep sheet. Um a team, I think it was the Pacers who did it last night, or it was the Pacers game. Uh, two teammates did rock, paper, scissors to see who shoots the technical free throw. Mm. Like, something like that is weekly dumb. It's like, all right, you know. It's, yeah. It's kind of funny. And then, like, Russell Westbrook lost his shoe, played without a shoe, hits a three immediately. Like, stuff like that, where it's quirky. It could be big four, where things you miss, we kind of try to avoid it. More obscure sports. And there is a, I don't know if Rob uses it. I know Ryan does. There is a, still the request form that's been the breakdown the request, request form, form since 2018. That I'll go look at too, because people will put like obscure stuff on there. Yeah, I I don't usually use it as much. I will say for some reason, every time I had tried to open it um, in the past, it would not update on my end. Like I know it's updated for somebody else, but like I try to refresh it and it just look at this will not load. Two people already requested the the Nestor catch that we just watched. Oh really? On the sheet, and the one before that is from the New Zealand versus Afghanistan U nineteen World Cup, which is happening right now. And they said the batter was um, it was a man cat, which is uh, when the bowler gets the runner out near him, doesn't bowl it. Like it's almost like a pickoff. Like it's very controversial. So oh, I actually it's... really want to go get that now. So yeah, the request sheet does help a lot. Yeah, that's the play and where it's like a no no, right? You're not like it's like you're supposed sportsmanship to sportsmanship kind you're of. You're supposed thing. to warn the bat. Hey, man, I'm going to do it if you keep doing this stuff like that. Right. So, so yeah, I go to that sheet every now and then. Sometimes I forget about it for like a week or two, and then I'm like, wait, shit. And then I'll go, and I'm like, damn, there's good stuff on here, people. And I like when people request because it's like, all right, there's one person that wants to watch us out there. That's the other thing, too. Um, what I also do if um, if I had gone through Reddit or I hadn't done it yet, I go through the previous things you missed comments and see if there's any recommendations there because we get a lot of comments, whether it's fan of the week yep. or if it's requested, like, did you, Jim, John boy, you should break down this. This was a crazy play that happened. Yeah. And sometimes I know Rob does that too, where it's like, okay, if there's a comment that's, we find it's like cool. And there's a lot of people like liking it. It's like, that's something of noteworthy, you know, recognition yeah. that we should look at. This is cool. I'm watching the man kid. Now it's on <laughs> YouTube already 23 hours ago. But yeah, this hasn't come across my feed on Twitter. I like when stuff is here that hasn't come across my feed on Twitter or anywhere else. Or like, cause I, part of the fun for me is sharing something that people haven't seen or right. sharing something that people have seen, but here's a, here's a part of it you haven't seen. Like when I did the lion's ending and I kind of changed people's mind on the referee a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I don't just, I'm not trying to just make a joke, I'm trying to have it be somewhat in, insightful. Not insightful, but like some contextual information yeah, too, informative or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I do like when people suggest stuff here. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that anywhere else. I will say for that lines breakdown, you did you started to convince me too because I came in, you were like, "Oh, you got to see this," and I was like, "Jim, everyone on the streets, including myself, I don't know." <laughs> but you got a lot of a lot of people like, "Oh, wow, I didn't know that yeah. angle from Brad Allen and what he was looking at." So, where is this? They said it was like the very end. How many outs are there? Oh, see that? 
It's the next one. Oh. So sneaky. That's all they show because they're like kind of don't want to yeah. like, promote it. I got I got to go find the uh, <laughs> raw files of this and get it. That's cool. All right, thanks, Dalton. No Appreciate problem. It. Thanks, guys. This is New Zealand versus Afghanistan. Dalton came in, and that was Dalton. Good question. A, 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 a good answer too. We did a great job there. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, a good question and a good answer. That's when it works out well. Um, talking baseball, there were multiple people asking. Uh, I think that we had hinted at it a, a while ago if you guys were going to discuss a format change, so people are just following up. Ben, are you altering the Talking Baseball series recap format for this upcoming season. Uh, A-Dub said, I'm interested in this as well. I know in a previous episode, uh, Jimmy said that Trevor had some ideas. And then Nicholas Rizzi said, are there any format changes planned for Talking Baseball this season? I, be I believe we are putting time on the calendar in February to discuss this, the Talking Baseball crew. All right. Yeah. Cool. I don't know if I'm going to be on those episodes or I'm going to do Jimmy's three things or, and there's some other stuff tied to that decision that is up in the air right now. So I know the general consensus is like, we can't do the same f format on the recaps and it needs to be more like not just being like in this series. Wow, I don't know. Tough. Yeah. Okay. And do we miss anything? That's my least favorite sentence that gets uttered on a show like that. Where like that's supposed to be a, like informative, punchy. People are coming to you, and you're like, "What else? What else? Did we talk? Any other team we didn't talk about?" I'm like, "No. Like, if you don't talk about it, you didn't talk about it for a reason. Just fucking get out." That's my sentiment, but I'm not the majority. I'm not the only voice there. So, like, we have to get a meeting and talk about it. Um, scroll down if you have the sheet open. I'm going to read the goof and gaff. Uh, in passing, look at number eight and say yes or no. Uh, the goof and gaff is if you, from Landon, of course, if you could live a day in the life of anybody, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Hmm. First thought was my grandpa. Okay. Never met him. Good thought. Yeah. Um. Second thought would be. No second thoughts, really. Do you have an okay. answer for this? Um. Not. Not necessarily. Um, Maybe someone with a terrible life. I mean, I went to like famous people, I guess, in my mind first. Well, think about the come down from that. Like, why would you want to uh, go live one day to see everything you don't have mm. and then come back? I'd rather go live and be like homeless on the streets for a day and then come back and be like, my life's fucking awesome. I should appreciate it more. Just set yourself up for misery. 
Yeah, but I guess you could do that without having this superpower. Unless it was real his- historical. Yeah. You going to answer how the pyramids were built? I don't care about that. <laughs> okay. What would you do? Come back and be called a liar? No. Like that would just be for like if you personally no. need to scratch the itch of knowing how the pyramids are built because you're not like going to come back and be like, guess what? I, I lived I lived the day and uh, it was slaves. <laughs> and then everyone would be like, all right, liar. Yeah. You didn't do that. And then right. you'd probably be tormented. Yeah. I mean, what historical figure would you do then? Historical figure? Maybe I like U.S. history. Maybe, you know, Washington during like the revolution mm-hmm. or something like that. Or just got to risk not dying. Yeah. Yeah, history would work because you'd be like, wow, things are much better now. Yeah. So I could go back in time and be Babe Ruth for a day. Something like that. Babe Ruth crossed through my mind. I'd much, much, much rather be an ancestor. Like be my, and maybe not, maybe it can't be my grandpa because that's too, too close. But like my grandpa's grandpa in Ireland or in Italy. Probably Ireland so I understand the language. Like my dad's great grandfather when they were in Ireland before they moved to the U S that would give me so much more like, Oh shit, this is where we came from. And I'd go tell my relatives and like do all that stuff. Yeah. That would be much more interesting than that. I wouldn't want to go live the life of a, a famous person or someone who's like, as a very drastically, I just feel like you'd come back and be like, what do you do with that? Mm. And I like history and I like family. Yep. So that interests me. Good answer. Good answer. Well, thank you, Maddie. Some people probably don't don't agree. On oh, I want I want to go be Elvis. Why? You like little girls? Oh. Well, he he did. Dan Rourke he, listens to this. He dated some young girls. At times. Dan's I, gonna actually be my so gra- my grandma's sister. Um, was like a high schooler. Don't say she dated Elvis. They hung out. There's pictures of them together. We're like, who's that? And it's my grandma and her sister and Elvis. I'm like, yeah, he lived in our town because we were stationed in Memphis or whatever. I'm like, she's really young. So me and my cousin were like, she's really young. There. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, all right. Let's briefly discuss all of these YouTube creators getting TV partnerships, streaming partnerships. Um, Mr. Beast is... Uh, signed with Amazon Prime, I think for a hundred million. Nice. Eric signed with uh, Wild Vision, and then Barstool signed for with Rumble to repost all of their content on that, which was initially like I viewed it as just a streaming platform, but now well, like video upload. I think the Rumble partnership. I could be wrong here. I wish I did much more, much more research. I think it's like they can still post everything on YouTube. Yep, they can. But when they tweet it, this video is now live. It won't be a YouTube link. It'll be a Rumble link. Okay. And then it will be on Rumble as well. Okay. So I believe, and there's maybe more stuff to the deal, like original content or stuff, some stuff that only goes there. I don't know, but I'm guessing. I'm get maybe that's part of it. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, but I believe it's like that promotion, which I find very interesting because Mr. Beast doesn't put links on other apps at all. Yeah. Like he doesn't even do that. He sees no value in it, yet Rumble is paying a ton of money in it. But it's for different reasons. Like Mr. Beast doesn't put links on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook because the way the YouTube algorithm works is if you go to youtube.com or open the app and you search something and click it, that's in your algorithm. You're going to get a lot of that now. If they know you went out of your way, if you click a link from Twitter and it brings you to the mobile YouTube, it doesn't mess with your algorithm at all, really. It won't like then. So we talked about doing that, like not including the links and just saying it's out. Yep. But I just feel like when you're Mr. Beast and you're that big, you can do that stuff because you have the audience. Like when you have that when you're that big, you can do a lot of stuff. People yep. will find you. And we are still trying to grow and get bigger audience. So, like, you kind of need to, you know, lead people. Yep. So, yeah, that one's interesting. I think the big thing here is that all of these deals don't mean stopping posting on YouTube. You're just reposting somewhere else. That is what the McAfee ESPN deal really kicked off. Yep. Before that, all the conversations were getting you off your platform and exclusively onto our platform. Joe Rogan, Caller Daddy, Levitard, Spotify did that. Twitch and YouTube were doing that uh, with gamers for a while, right? And yep. they just had to go there. And people are realizing uh, that's, that's, that's not going to actually help you. It's going to, it can help you a little bit, but it's not the best. Like, just let their audience be and grow a new audience. So, you know, ESPN has... Had, they love what's going on with McAfee and the numbers they're getting and the numbers they're getting on YouTube and the numbers they're getting on, like the linear's down from before, but they're like, well, it doesn't matter because the YouTube is up. So it's all combined in, yeah. their, in their view. So it is, it is nice to see in our world, partnerships are getting much more um, collaborative and not, it has to be exclusive. No, you can't ever go on that platform again because that never really made sense. No. I, I, I've read a little bit more on Mr. Beast. It's that deal's not final, but it seems like Amazon Prime is just doing a, a competition series like reality TV uh, that he would be leading. So I'm not sure if that one is re reposting on YouTube or not, but could be a little different. Well, I'd probably host new content and then get his back end content on the app, so you can get people in like cycle there if you watch the binge. new show and then you binge the rest of the shows you know a lot of like kids shows are on so many platforms because i think you know you just and then they have like one one that you can only find here like uh, james likes curious george mm. and uh the full episodes with all the songs are on hulu but then after like curious george sometimes go to other shows that are available on, all, on other Netflix or Disney or something, but like we, I went there to get the Curious George ones, which may, those are even available on Paramount too. So it's all weird. Like it's, it's kind of, you just got to get, you got to get something to get people there and then a back catalog. So usually there's some like exclusive stuff. Makes sense. Um, let's wrap the show with answering the remaining questions on here. None of these are like super long answers. I don't think. Um, so, just going in order, starting with number four on your sheet. Uh, 
how do you set up the back end of podcasts? This is coming from Jacob Grace. Uh, I know you use Zoom, but what software do you use to generate graphics and run the Zoom call through? All right, so this podcast right now, we have the Shure SMB mics, and they're going into a Rodecaster, which is getting the audio, and the audio is going into the computer, yep. and then the cameras are Sony X2 cameras. No, no, those aren't X2. Those are the BG1s or something like that. Lumex. Lumex. I think it's like Lumex BG1 camera or something like that. Um, BGH1. And then those are going into the computer as well through um, SDI cables. And oh, is it? No, no. This is OBS. This is OBS. But we use... DVD like Streamlabs. Streamlabs for Talking Yanks, Talking Baseball. This is going into OBS, which pulls the audio from the roadcaster and the videos from the cameras and lets you create different scenes and shots and then add like um, graphics graphics that you can then spread on. For Talking Yanks, Talking Baseball, we use Streamlabs, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Streamlabs. We've used a lot of different stuff over the past, but this is like what we're set on. And then the Zoom integration is... On like OBS, there's an option for start a virtual camera that will send the OBS screen to Zoom. Um, So then up here, we could just put on the TV or the monitor here, the Zoom call so that whoever's seated here can see themselves and then the person on Zoom. Yeah. And that's the same in in there. Yeah. That's the setup. That is the setup. uh, C-Mel old friend of ours said, are there any plans for another team outing like the corn maze day? That content was really fun to watch the friendly competition. Currently. No, we had, yeah, we have a lot of ideas for that stuff. It's just kind of timing and availability. And if we can get it sponsored before we do it, it's kind of like where we're at right now is, uh, there's a budget for doing content. That's not going to have a sponsor. And then we have, I just have to, I have the green light on that. And I just have to be really careful because there's there's a budget that I have to stay under. And then there's, you know, kind of all-star game, winter meetings. There's like these baseball keystone events that if the Yankees are in the postseason that we kind of need to save money for at the end of the year. <coughs> so we need to be conscious of that. Um, and taking all all those people away from their job for a day is a, Big investment. Yep. So, yeah, eventually, yes. They're not like dead and buried. We just got to figure out how to get to a better place to do them. Yeah. And come up with like a good idea. But yeah, that was fun. And they did pretty well. But they were also crazy at it. Though a corn maze was because I really wanted to kind of go all out. That was a really funny video. Yeah, that day was awesome. That day was awesome. It was cold and rainy. That was the bad part about that day. But the Apple video did well. Yep. Right? If yes. I remember correctly for, you know, the platform it was on. And the rubber duck race did well, too. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Looking at it quickly, JM Entertainment. That was some good stuff. That was over a year ago, a year and a half ago, a year and three months ago. That's my guess. It was September yep. 31st. It was actually probably like October 3rd, 2022. We did a 
Corn Maze is on 38K. Apples is on 22K. Uh, Rubber Duck Race on 17. Tricycle Race on 13. Carve the Best Pumpkin on 10K. Yeah. 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 All together, how many is that combined? Um, 60 plus 20. It's about 90K. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Like, you know, you get. And then we posted a vlog too, which is another 8K. So. Call that 100K yeah. on YouTube only. Yeah, and then you got the socials videos. And we sold that to Muggsy. I'm yep. actually wearing the jeans I wore in that video. Hey, now. That I got. I'm down to only two pairs of jeans. So hey that's not good. And they're black and green. And I don't fancy myself someone that wears black and green jeans. But that's that's what I've been lately. Um, the Same. last two questions are ad-based. Uh, uh Quickly, Cade Shiles asked uh, about dynamic ad reads, how we use it on Megaphone. Uh, yes, we have the flexibility of where to put those in the episode. Um, I think that... What's your question? Do we have the flexibility of where to place dynamic ad reads in Megaphone? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. I saw this question. They were like, why don't we have the host be like, all right, quick break. Right. Um, we could do that. I think that it's we could do that. What I was going to say is uh, nullified. Why? Okay. I was going to say, but then right now we place them depending on like what's the natural break, but that would obviously be the natural break. So kind of stupid thought. Yeah. She said sometimes on Wagon Jake, it like cuts them off mid-second. But I don't know if she's talking in YouTube or the podcast audio only feature because you... Well, we have the ability to do it on YouTube too. Yeah. So yes, if that's happening, we should fix that. Yes. Yeah. I like when who places the warehouse games ads? Because YouTube Sam. also puts so many. Yeah, you have to change it. So like, if you upload a video to YouTube, they'll put on a on a twenty minute video, they'll put an ad every four minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. Every three minutes. So like a ton. So we, you as a producer, you have to go upload it. And then that or that happens, uh, especially if it's a live stream, because then they do it. Then you have to go back. If you upload it, you have to just like, oh, I will manually place them because you guys are going to be dog shit. And then and then you can go find your spots. What I did for Jimmy's three things, because I kind of that was the first time in a long time I did everything by myself. I timestamp the ads for you or for whoever is uploading it. Type it in. And I I said, hey, this is this is the. Ad break one, ad break two, ad break three. These are the end of the topics. Yep. And I feel like we should have that system going more. But yeah, we definitely shouldn't be cutting off people. Yes. And you can get like real precise with it. Yes. So. Yep. We should be better now. Um, yeah. And then. The, the problem with, just to answer the question, the problem with saying a now a quick break is the Spotify dynamic ads, like the audio only we don't know if they're actually going to put one there or right, not. Right. And um, way back talking Yanks, we did this like 2019 and they had me doing it. Oh, take a quick break. And I sound, I felt like I'm such a fucking doofus and then they wouldn't break. Yeah. And I'd yeah. be like, guys, I sound like an idiot. Took a quick break. All right, we're back. People thought it was a joke, which is hilarious. <laughs> and they were like, well, sometimes you don't get them. And I'm like, well, then I'm not doing that. That is fair. Yes. I forgot that part of it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then Nicholas Morales, last question of the ep. Nemo. Nemo. As his friends call him. Asked, 
glad to see the show got to the point of ads. Can you explain what metrics they care about when being willing to pay for an ad on a channel? I remember you said something about consistent views being better than some great episodes and the rest being low. Well, yeah, your floor is more important because we can sell off guaranteed views. So we say, you know, this video is, is guaranteed to get X amount of views. And then that's how you develop the price point of it. You can't say like it averages this amount of views because if they pay for, you know, um, 20,000 views and it gets eight, they're going to be pretty upset. So you can't sell off the average if you have a show that's going to get like 20K, 8K, 50K, 10K. Oh, the average is this. No, you have to like they need to get what they're paying for. So you pay off the average of like the floor or just like the floor basically of this is guaranteed to get this. So that's what, how you determine the price and the CPM and all that. Yep. And then, but what they care about is one, getting the views they paid for. Otherwise you're going to have to do a make good and give it, a, give them another ad on another thing. If you fall short, which takes away inventory from us. So you don't want to be doing that as a company, but you know, the advertisers that we work with right now, they care about um, return. ROI, like if the audience uses the code mm -hmm. and purchases the stuff or gets the sample or whatever, you know? So that's, you get to blue chip advertisers. Um, we work with some of those, Amtrak. We worked with, there's been a couple, a couple other blue chip ones that come uh, and work with us. And, you know, those those guys, they're just for the, the branding, the marketing. But that's on us to get way bigger to go get like, you know, a credit card, a beer, um, what, uh, um, a, uh, like a fast food restaurant. They are in our industry, but you got to be pretty big. And th they don't really have a code. You're not going to McDonald's and saying, can I, mm. I'm going to use code John Boy. So they're just one eyes. So they just want to hit the numbers and get the eyes because they're investing in people knowing stuff, you know, like Geico bought every insurance ad in the fucking world when I was 14 and they still kind of do. And now I think of them as the best insurance out there. And I don't even know if that's true, but yeah. they got me. That's why I'm talking baseball. Our audience is a bunch of 20 and 30 year old dudes and 20 and 30 year old dudes are going to become 40 and 50 year old dudes. And when that happens, they hope that you remember the boner pill that you heard when you were a kid. They're just right. trying to long-term ingrain it and then also, you know, use the ad a little bit for, for the older crowd. But then the younger crowd, they're like, you know, let's get, let's in, get there. in their heads early. So, yeah. Good question. And that's the meeting. Adjourned. <laughs> <laughs>